Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. This is the Falcoholic Podcast, the official podcast of the Atlanta Falcons on the SB Nation Podcast Network. I'm David Walker, we're kicking off a short series before the 2021 NFL Draft gets here in April. We're going to take a look at the various options the Falcons have with their number four pick in the first round. Evan Birchfield is going to join me on this series. Evan, thanks for being here. Uh, thanks for having me, DW. Yeah, today we are going to talk about using that number four pick on a quarterback this is arguably evan i know you and i interact a lot with people on twitter at the website i think this is the one people are debating the most it's the one i think we hear about the most um and even within i'll say this even within the falcoholic circle with the our uh, chat that we have for the writers at the site this topic comes up the most uh amongst even our writers and i thought it would be Absolutely perfect to kick off this series with this conversation uh, and the fact that, you know, that top five pick, that number four pick for the Falcons uh, could open up some realistic possibilities for them to look at quarterback. And we're going to talk about that today. Um, and I want to start, Evan, by talking about some of the reasons this move, grabbing a quarterback at number four would make some sense. Um, just for some history real quick before we get into it. The last time the Falcons had a pick in the top five was 2007, and it was when they had the number three pick, and it was also the pick that they used, of course, on Matt Ryan after the disastrous Bobby Petrino, uh, Mike Vick dogfighting season of 2007. So the last time they were in this position, they mm-hmm. made this move. They they took a quarterback. Um so in your mind, you know, we've had this conversation a million times, but we're putting it out here on the podcast. Um, in your mind, why does this move make sense? Why do you think that grabbing a quarterback at pick number four is, is a good move for the Falcons? Yeah, taking my personal opinion out of it, um, it's the main reason to do it is because it doesn't happen at all. As, as you said, the last time the Falcons were even really close to kind of taking like a top end quarterback um was 2008 when they took Matt Ryan now they've been closer like you know like pick eight and stuff but they didn't need a quarterback then um the point of it is you're you're potentially getting the best pick of a quarterback whether it works out or not you're getting the best pick to kind of decide which one like you're not hoping oh maybe a third round quarterback will work out like Russell Wilson did for the Seahawks um These quarterbacks, you know, people want to argue on which ones they think are actually going to turn out good. Some people think all of them are going to turn out good. Um, But, you know, that's a debate for another day. But ultimately, it's so that Matt Ryan doesn't retire. And then we're just in a situation where we have no option or we go to like some sort of 
you know, veteran quarterback who is slightly younger than Matt Ryan, just to kind of like be a stopgap quarterback. Um, and, right. you know, this kind of thing is uncharted because aside from Matt Ryan, the only time the Falcons drafted a quarterback was Sean Renfrey out of uh, Duke. And I believe it was 2013 was a seventh round pick um, who, I mean, he kind of was like the backup at one point, but they didn't take him. Like he was never really any sort of like being groomed behind Matt Ryan project. Like he was just kind of there and then he wasn't. Um, and then they, you know, eventually got Matt Schaub to kind of back him up, but the future wasn't going to be Matt Schaub. Um, you know, Kurt Bankert's on the practice squad, you know, but they really haven't invested in the quarterback position throughout the Dimitrov era. And now they have a new regime with Fontenot and Arthur Smith coming in where it's fair to look at both of them haven't really had a whole lot of experience with you know, rookie quarterbacks, so definitely not first round rookie quarterbacks. Uh, Fontenot being from the Saints, he's used to the, having that kind of old man, you know, like Drew Brees there, uh, who just right. year after year, you can usually, maybe not recently over the cap- last couple of years, but you can usually depend on. Um, and then Arthur Smith, obviously, with the Titans, the success Ryan Tannehill had this year. Um, and then before that, you know, he saw how Marcus Mariota's situation worked. This was a quarterback I, I can't remember what year it was but with Jameis Winston where both of them were thought to be pretty well um and both of them turned out to be bust so maybe maybe that kind of scares them you know but um it'll be interesting because we still have plenty of time uh going forward but yeah the Falcons in a situation where they could look to the future with a new quarterback yeah and uh to your point I think this is the first time in a long time where they will even consider it because uh, you brought up Sean Renfrey. Uh, they've had you know opportunities in the past. The year they took, uh, I think it was Jake Matthews at number six. You know they they could have potentially tried to move up and, and grab the quarterback in that class. Um, but you know something we uh, we've talked about in the past is like a lot of these first round quarterbacks uh, don't work out. <laughs> and and mm. frankly, you know that's that's the quarterback position period in the, when it comes to the draft. Um, since 2008, over 100 quarterbacks have been drafted. So since Matt Ryan was the top quarterback in the 2008 draft class, we have had over 100 quarterbacks drafted in that time, and just a handful of them have actually worked out. And that you know, so the, the odds of you grabbing a quarterback uh, and, and them becoming the next you know franchise are actually pretty low. And uh, you know, that's why when you're at the top of the draft, especially a draft like this one where you do have, as you mentioned, several names that people think could be, you know, potential uh, really good starters in this league for a while. Uh, that I think you have to take into consideration, uh, especially since, uh, you know, as I mentioned before, the Falcons have not been in this position for a long time. It's literally been uh, what's that now? Uh, Two thousand eight to now, thirteen years. So that that's a long stretch of really not having, uh, you know, an option to to a top quarterback in the draft class, and you know, we're, we're sort of dancing around it, but let's let's just put it out there. Matt Ryan is going to be 36 this year. Um, and unless you think he has the same uh, career trajectory uh, and health trajectory as a Tom Brady, which is entirely possible, um, you know, it, it's, it's reasonable to think Ryan is in the last three or four years of his career, you know, maybe until he gets to 39, 40, so three or four years. 
it, it's it is I think a, a time to start talking about who's going to take over after him. So uh, I think this this year, this pick, all of it coming together, a new front office, a new head coach. Um, if a guy they like is there, I, I I think it makes sense to take quarterback. Um, with that said, Evan, who are some of the names you're hearing about? Obviously, let's go ahead and scratch uh, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, um, maybe he is having shoulder surgery, I believe. So maybe yeah. some teams, will, yeah. but yeah, it's a pipe dream. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. If, if the Jaguars pass on him, I, I guarantee you some team is either going to jump up to number two with some massive draft capital or uh, the Jets themselves will take him. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, the the Falcons are not going to be in uh, be able to to make a move for um, Trevor Lawrence. At least we don't think so. Um, so let's talk about some of the other options on the board. Uh, who are the names you think that the the Falcons may target if they look for uh, a quarterback with that number four pick? Yeah, so I mean the obvious ones behind Trevor Lawrence is Zach Wilson from BYU. Um, you know, Jets are kind of been mentioned or rumored, I guess. Um, also, there's Justin Fields out of Ohio State. Um, you go down a little further, there's uh, Trey Lance. Um, you know, he, he doesn't have a ton of experience. I believe he only played one game um, during the 2020 season due to the whole pandemic thing. Um, and then further down the list you go, there's like Mac Jones and some other names. Um, but at that point, you're kind of just – hope like that's more backups um those aren't those aren't meant to be starters right away or anything um not that the falcons would be using any of these guys right away anyways but you know when you look at one two three to four you know the fourth pick is great but unfortunately those top you know three picks could very well be quarterbacks we know trevor lawrence is most likely going to jacksonville um you know there's still plenty of time as i said but probably going to Jacksonville um, at the two pick. He got the jets who, you know, Sam Darnold, former, uh, you know, first round pick. He, uh, I guess the jets are already ready to boot on him. Um, although I think there's still, you know, you got to give these guys some years to develop. Um, seems like they may be ready to move on. And the only problem with the jets too, is if they decide, okay, we don't want to take a quarterback. Um, they could easily trade that pick. Uh, yeah, yep. So we'll, we'll have to see on that. But, yeah, it could be Zach Wilson there. So pretend Zach Wilson goes to the Jets and they don't trade the pick. Pick three, um, you have the Dolphins, who for some reason have already been rumored to maybe be moving on Tua. Um, who, you know, you remember a tank for Tua. Well, apparently that's coming to an end quickly. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't fully understand that situation. Um, I think they're in a good spot to also trade, though. Um, Got to keep in mind, that was, the I believe, the Houston Texans pick originally, but it yes. came way of uh, the trade with Laramie Tunzel, um, offensive tackle. And so now Miami's in that situation. Are they going to take Panay Sewell? And, you know, maybe, maybe they trade out. And somebody wants, you know, either Fields or Wilson, whoever's still kicking at that point. And then you get to the Falcons, who... Maybe maybe they'll get Lance. Maybe they won't. I, I I don't know. Maybe they trade out of that position for somebody who wants to come up for one of those receivers like Jamar Chase. I, there's so m- many things that can happen there. Um, the problem is there's four quarterbacks. I don't know necessarily that Lance is a 
worthy of the pick four. Some people may like yeah. him. Some people maybe not so much, at least not that high, maybe view him in like the 10 to 15 range. Um, so maybe the Falcons could trade back a little bit, which they haven't done since I believe 1997 um, in the first round. So there's a lot that there's a lot there that could happen. Um, I don't know. It, it's going to be interesting because that pick four is like, it's a nice pick, but the three quarterbacks, you know, between Wilson, Lawrence definitely, but between Wilson and Fields, they could all be gone by pick four. Yeah. yeah. The, the, as you noted, I, this top four could be incredibly disruptive from a trade standpoint. Um, you, you, you mentioned, I think, the guys that uh, the teams are going to hone in on. Um, you know, Zach Wilson uh, obviously is, is up there from BYU. Uh, Justin Fields, I think many people feel like is the number two quarterback in this draft class. Uh, and then, you know, Trey Lance out of North Dakota, North, ah, North Dakota State, I believe it is. Um, mm-hmm. Tons of potential, but very, very little actual playing time on the field. Um, this is the one I think where, you know, it, like you said, if that top three goes uh, with three straight quarterbacks and you're the Falcons and you're there at four, and Trey Lance is the remaining option. Do you really think he's worth that? Uh, and you know that that starts to feed into the other half of this conversation, which is you know reasons you may not go with a quarterback at number four. Um, but before we dive into that conversation, I want to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. We're back on the Falcoholic Podcast. This is Dave Walker. I'm joined by Evan Birchfield. We were talking about the potential of the Falcons using that number four pick in the 2021 NFL Draft on the quarterback, the quarterback of the future, clearly. Uh, in the first part of the podcast, we talked about the reasons it makes sense, You know, Matt Ryan's age, uh, the fact that the team has not had a pick this high. But now I want to talk about why this move may not make sense. And Evan, you, you were hinting at it. You were talking about it some uh, in the first half. And I think this is... Um, you know, really one of the most important uh, sort of uh, considerations is these guys that we're talking about, um, none of them are going to be Trevor Lawrence. So let's, let's be clear. Trevor Lawrence is the top quarterback in this draft class, and it's not close. Like the guys who are after him, they all have various issues. Um, Lawrence is, is, you know, widely considered to be one of the most polished prospects coming out in the last several years. Um, but when you go to Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, um, Trey Lance, and then further on down, each one of those guys has potential issues that um, if you're looking to rebuild your franchise around one of these guys, you have to be very, very comfortable that that you know with that number four pick that uh, those flaws you think can be overcome. you know and, and that is something that in my mind, if I'm if I've got that pick and I'm looking at, um, another player that may be uh, the future of the franchise on the offensive line. 
or might be the future of the franchise um, on the defense versus a quarterback who has um, development issues that I'm going to need to help him grow up in or overcome at the NFL level. I don't think that is, you know, quarterbacks are incredibly valuable, incredibly important, but you've got Matt Ryan potentially for three or four more years. I, I do think that there is, I think it makes sense to maybe go with the guy that has, you know, a much higher ceiling and a much higher floor than someone like a Trey Lance where you don't have as much, uh, you know, starting time and you don't really know what this guy is because he just doesn't have a lot of snaps under his belt at this point. Um, what are some other reasons in your mind, if you're, if you're the GM uh, of the Falcons, what are some other reasons you would not take a quarterback with that number four pick? Um, I mean, to make the argument, first off, you have Matt Ryan who hasn't been terrible um, he's just been throwing the ball way too much. And with Arthur Smith, who can get a much better run game together than Dirk Cutter had um, in place. I mean, Ryan's going to be able to throw the ball more comfortably. He's been leading the league in like passing uh, this past year. He had 626 attempts. Um, then the year before 616 and before that 608, like it, it steadily kept going up. If we didn't get rid of Dirk, he'd probably be over the 630 mark next year. Um, right. But that you, you don't want your quarterback to be throwing that much. Um, and under Arthur Smith, he's not going to be able to. And, you know, Ryan Tannehill, like people forget when he was in Miami, he was like they were all over Miami, wanted him out of there. They eventually got rid of him. Um, and then he comes to, you know, Arthur Smith's offense and he had seven rushing touchdowns. Like, I mean, who knows what he's going to be, be able to do with Matt Ryan. But the thing is also – you know, early into this regime, we don't know their true thoughts or view on Matt Ryan. Um, yeah, I didn't mention, you know, they've worked with more veteran quarterbacks opposed to like a rookie quarterback um, between Breeze and Tannehill. But overall, it's like, what are they, go- you know, how are they going to use the having, having a quarterback that young? Um, are they going to want to rush him out there earlier than they can? Because the cap space, you know, they're going to have Ryan for you know, at least till 2022, it seems like. Um, yeah. But then the, the, the other argument, and I did an article, um, it was on the falcoholic.com. It's still up. Um, I believe it was last week. But taking a quarterback in the first round, at least over the last, you know, 20 years, since Matt Ryan's been drafted even, um, you can say it's not a hit or, you know, it's, it's hit or miss. It's not a sure thing. Um, when Matt Ryan was drafted in 2008, the first round picks were uh, first round pick quarterbacks were Matt Ryan and Joe Flacco, which, you know, I'd say both teams were happy with that. Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl. Matt Ryan, league MVP, has been franchise quarterback since. Um, you know, and then it's like 2010, you have Sam Bradford and Tim Tebow. Uh, didn't amount to anything, <laughs> even though Tebow did win a playoff game. But, you know, it's the main thing is you have to be confident in these guys. Um, you can't just take a quarterback because you need a quarterback. If you think Justin Fields or uh, uh, Wilson is, you know, Zach Wilson's not going to do what you want, then don't force yourself because you think you need that. Um, yeah. th- comparing yeah. 2016 to 2017 is a perfect example. Um, the Rams in 2016 took Jared Goff. Uh, Eagles at two took Carson Wentz. And then at 26, the Broncos needed a quarterback. So they took Paxton Lynch, which 
a lot of you probably forgot he even existed. 2017, <laughs> the very next year, the Bears needed a quarterback, so they took Mitchell Trubisky at two. Okay, and then the Chiefs at ten took Patrick Mahomes, and the Texans at twelve took Watson. Um, obviously, the Bears would like to repick that, and they're probably still hoping they can trade for Deshaun Watson. But the point is, like 2016, I, at this point, I would say none of those were worthy of a first round pick. They just haven't. Yeah. They haven't. I mean, that's hindsight. You obviously don't know. Um, you know, the second you make the pick, but you have to actually believe in these guys, and also you have to build. Uh, around them whoever comes to the falcons is in a good spot because the falcons will look to them as their future you look at the like 2018 uh the arizona cardinals needed a quarterback they took josh rosen he i don't even know where he's currently at i know he ended up on i believe the bucks practice squad he went to miami too i think he's in san francisco um but the cardinals drafted a quarterback kyler murray the very next year in the first round um so it's like you had the team has to want to keep that player as their future. I'm not saying Josh Rosen would have all, all of a sudden been great, but did the Cardinals really give him a fair chance? He had, I believe, 40, he was sacked like 45 times his rookie year um, in like 13 games. Matt Ryan was sacked like 17 times in his first year, and they had a run game in Michael Turner that ran the ball like 300 plus times, so you're not just yeah. throwing the quarterback to the Wolves. I think the problem with more recent um drafts and and how teams take quarterbacks is they rush them out there uh joe burrow i mean he got hurt but like he looked pretty good this year so i'm gonna say that was worthy of that first round pick Tua, it's kind of on the fence as i mentioned the dolphins may end up looking to move on from him already for some reason um so obviously that probably wasn't worth it justin herbert but great you know that's a situation where it worked but the chargers literally see him as their future so they you know eased him in he didn't come out right away um, and then Jordan Love, you know, who knows, but he's backing up right. Aaron Rodgers. They're hoping they get that kind of Brett Favre uh, to Aaron Rodgers situation again. So the argument for, you know, not taking the quarterback is it's not always a given. Like if they take Justin Fields and he's Certainly. awful when they decide, okay, uh, Matt Ryan's retiring or we're moving on from him, we're trading him, whatever they do. Um, Justin Fields, it's your time. And he turns out to be like not great. Then you're in a you know you're you're in a spot there. But you know it's not your fault if you actually believe he's that guy. If you don't believe he's that guy, or you don't believe Zach Wilson's that guy, or Trey Lance is that guy, then you shouldn't take them. Um, you can move back and, and get some picks. Uh, that four spot is incredible. Uh, I mean, if a guy like Fields does fall to four, and the Falcons don't want him. Um, trade back a team like Minnesota would probably come up. Um, I mean, there's other teams. The Patriots need a quarterback. Um, bears definitely are looking at quarterback position. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, you, you can so go get, yeah, it's a bounty. Like you, you're going to get all, anything, anything you really want at that point, because teams do want quarterbacks. Um, it sells tickets and it wins championships. So, yep. Yeah, I mean, it, just looking at, you know, to your point uh, in, in trading back and, and I don't want to get too far off course, but uh, you've got the Eagles who are actively uh, right now considering trades for Carson Wentz. Uh, they're at number six. Uh, the Lions got rid of Stafford. Uh, they are certainly a team, you know, even though they have golf, you can't, I, I'd have to imagine they don't think that he's the future. So, you know, the Lions at number seven could be looking for a quarterback. 
Uh, clearly at number eight, the the Panthers are looking for a quarterback. Uh, yeah. You know, the Denver at number nine, you know, it depends on what they think of of, of their current guy. Um, it, you know, like on and on, the San Francisco yeah. at 12. Yeah, Dallas, I mean, Dallas isn't, they still like haven't paid Dak. So who knows? Yeah. They could be a wild card here. Um, it, the, the 49ers, uh, as you mentioned, Washington. the Vikings, the Patriots, Washington, uh, like across the board, there are so many. And I think that leads into the idea that you could get a trade because um, with all of these teams needing a quarterback and really only three or four being you know notable first round quality, if you will, um, you could see sort of a competition to jump in front of one another with all of those teams you know, really being in the mix and, and wanting one of these guys and and not wanting to run the risk that uh, you know the a team three picks in front of them is going to take the guy that they're they're hoping to, to get. So, um, but you know, you you really nailed it with uh, sort of that dissection of all of these first round picks at quarterback that have you know sort of not worked out you know for one reason or another. And, and obviously, you have to look at the teams that drafted these guys and how well they treated them as one factor, but at the same time, the the hit and miss rate, especially for quarterbacks in that first round, it's really, really tough. Um, mm-hmm. I want to add one more thing as, as far as, you know, not using that number four pick on the, the quarterback. You know, you mentioned, I think Ryan still has several good years that, uh, left. The Falcons are going to have a lot of holes on defense. And, you know, they are potentially going to be missing uh, multiple starting safeties, uh, if they cut Ricardo Allen and they can't find a way to keep Keanu Neal, um, they could literally be replacing all of their safeties um, outside of Jalen Hawkins uh, <laughs> for the 2021 season. They need help on the defensive line. Uh, and, you know, on, honestly, if I'm looking at the pressing needs for this team to start the rebuild or restructure, whatever you want to call it, um, quarterback's not one of them. I, I'm looking at that defense. I'm looking at pass rusher again, of course. I'm looking at safety, and I'm thinking, you know, I've I've got to you know make the best use of these picks, especially with this being the very very first pick for Fontenot and mm-hmm. uh, you know Coach Arthur Smith, the Falcons. They they don't want their first pick to be a disaster. Like that's not right. they don't and they don't want it to be a bust. That's what it comes down to is if they believe collectively that Fields, Wilson, Lance, whoever. That that's the guy. Like they they don't even question it. That that's their guy. Then you just mm-hmm. take him and, and yeah, you you decide what to do from that point. You know how to ease him into the offense or whatever. Um, but if you you feel like well we may not get this chance again. We need a quarterback. Um, so I guess we'll take him and see how you know we'll see how it goes. He's a first round quarterback. He should be good. Obviously, it would be more analytical than that, but. For the sake of the argument, if they decided, okay, we'll just take, you know, like we'll take him, um, we'll take Wilson, for example. Um, we think he can be good, but you know, I mean, you're passing on Micah Parsons, who can be a very solid linebacker, pass rusher in this defense. Um, you know, if Sewell's there, I mean, you could get like a literally the top end offensive tackle in the draft. Um, mm-hmm. Or you can trade down further than that and collect picks for next year, the, the year after that. Um, the problem is, and it just goes back to the argument of it's not a sure thing. I mean, when you go back to 2008, that draft obviously hit Flacco and Ryan. Like, both teams were happy with that. But you look since, 
every year there's usually if three quarterbacks are taken with the exception of like 2017 and this past year, because it's way too early to critique it. But 2017 worked because Chiefs got Mahomes, Texans got Watson, uh, Trubisky to the Bears was the bust. But there's been several years where, I mean, 2014, Blake Bortles, Johnny Manziel, and Teddy Bridgewater, none of them should have been a first-round pick. 2013, the Bills needed a quarterback, so they forced themselves to take E.J. Manuel. Um, Not even sure. I I mean, he retired like 2015 or 2016, I bet. Um, 2012, Andrew Luck, I mean, like, can't fault the Colts there because they didn't know how he was going to retire shortly after. But Luck is gone. Griffin, I mean, he's a backup. The Browns took Brandon Whedon. That's that's a perfect example of a team that needed a quarterback <laughs> and just kept forcing themselves to take whoever was there. Um, Brandon Whedon obviously did not work out. I believe that was involved with the Julio trade. Um, and yep. then they took Johnny Manziel a couple years later in 2014. And then, you know, right now it seems like the Baker Mayfield things worked out for him um, finally. But, you know, that's the thing. It's like you might end up spending – uh, in, in a decade, two or three first round picks on a quarterback until you actually hit on one uh, that works out yeah. well for your team. Like it's not a given at all. Nope. And, and I think that's, uh, if there's one uh, case to be made about why not to make the move, I think you, you, you nailed it. it. It's not a sure thing. And unless you're 100% sure this is the guy, uh, I, that is not a risk I would take. All right. So Evan, I want to wrap this up. Um, what, is the likelihood like a percentage, uh, you know, 50% chance, 70% chance. What percent chance do you think um, the Falcons will use that number four pick on the quarterback? Um, at this current time in February, before any sort of pro days or anything like that. Um, and also we're still new to this regime. Like we don't know fully what they're, they've said the right things and had the talking points on Matt Ryan, you know, but we don't know fully what they're, idea of the future looks like are they still like clinging to what we have and they think they can build around matt ryan and add a couple pieces and still be competitive or do they think okay it's time you know we're we're going to kind of roll with matt ryan but we need a guy behind him um right now i mean i'm at like i'd say 65 percent chance they get a quarterback just because i think how the draft is going to turn out is the jaguars taking a quarterback obviously lawrence um, that two pick, I think the Jets are going to take Wilson. Um, three, Miami's going to be a hot spot because, you know, unfortunately Atlanta wouldn't get that bounty because it would go to the Dolphins who could trade out of that for a ton of picks for a team that wants to come up and get fields, you know, and they know yeah. they have to go up to three because technically – the Falcons would probably take fields at four. If he did fall to four, like there's no trading up with the Falcons because they would take fields. Um, so that three spots going to be hot. Now, if they get to four and fields, Wilson and Lawrence are gone. Um, I don't know what they do. I mean, I would, I would trade back, but I mean, if they're super high on like Micah Parsons or something uh, that's up to them, maybe they took Panay Sewell or maybe they trade out of that spot for somebody who wants to come up and get, an offensive tackle in Sewell who can be your offensive tackle for the next decade or more. Um, I mean, it's not a terrible spot to be in because you're still getting a ton of picks. There's a ton of people who need an offensive tackle like that. So, uh, yeah, I put it at right now at like 65%. Obviously, that can go up if there's more talk. I know they were at, um, I think Smith and Fontenot were both at uh, Trevor Lawrence's pr- uh, pro day or yes. throw day. Yeah, I don't know if it was the actual <laughs> pro day, but it was a throw day. 
before he got surgery. And the fact that they went there with like the almost non-existent chance that they actually are able to get him. Um, I mean, it's good to get together and kind of experience something like that, but most likely they're going to look at the quarterback position. So that's probably going to go up, you know, to 75% here in the next month. But um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's fun to, you know, I I think we can both agree. This is fun to have this conversation because normally it's like, when are we ever talking about quarterbacks? We're like, Oh, I hope they draft yeah. one in round five that they can maybe <laughs> put behind Matt Ryan for a couple of years to see if he's any good. But you know, this is just fun altogether. It's been a while. Yeah, it, it really has. Um, I would put the odds a little bit lower and for some of the same reasons you just mentioned, I, I would say right now, I think it's a toss up 50, 50 shot, So 50% chance that they use on the quarterback for the you know what you just laid out, I, I think there is a very good chance that by the time the number four pick comes around, um, that three quarterbacks are off the board, and you know mm-hmm. the the chance that the quarterback they want is still there uh, is going to be much lower. So um, yeah, I, I think fifty fifty shot. But this is the great thing about the draft as well. You just don't know how uh, those picks are going to play out, and sometimes. You know things that you think are you know a, a absolute one hundred percent surefire pick don't happen, and that's you know to me the, the the wild card out element of this. And you know some people are saying, oh okay, you know it's it's stupid that the Falcons are working out uh, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, you know, it, stranger things have happened, um, and, and yeah. that's that's the beauty of the 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 draft. So, um, and that's Evan, the other thing you- is you know. That just on closing, you know that in these drafts like this over the last since Matt Ryan, um, every year, if there's three quarterbacks, one of them's actually turns out to be good. So yeah. it's like you you want to be able to check and see, hey, is Lawrence actually like great? Oh, he is. OK, well, you know, I'm not saying there's that you should look into kind of that kind of stuff. But, you know, chances are if we're basing it on history, not all of these four quarterbacks are going to turn out to be great for whoever drafts them. There's going to be one or two that are actually like great a couple years from now. That's just how it's been. Yep. Now it's possible. <laughs> it's it's entirely possible that all of them can turn out to be phenomenal first round picks, but the history just doesn't back it up. At least recent no. history. And it, if, if anything, we could see something entirely random where uh, someone like a Mac Jones gets taken in the second ra- second round and turns into a multi-time Pro Bowler, so yeah. I mean, it's yeah. been he's been mocked to the Falcons at four. Now I don't think that's I would uh, I would yeah. be like <laughs> I would go crazy if they did that because that would be stupid. But um, I mean, it's been mocked, so I mean, maybe it's a possibility. I don't know, but that's way too high right now. Yeah, I, I think so as well. Um, all right, with that, we could probably talk about quarterbacks all day. Honestly. Um, <laughs> We are we are going to return uh, in a future podcast to talk about some additional options. Uh, this is a series that's running on the Falcoholic.com. Uh, you guys could check it out there as it as it's coming along, as well as here on the podcast where we'll talk about it. Um, we will talk about options like uh, trading back. We will talk about in in one of these podcasts the option of trading up, uh, and we'll talk about you know the the potential of them going offensive line, defense, etc. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Evan, why don't you remind our listeners where they can find you, what you have going on? Yeah, um, you can find me on Twitter at Evan Birchfield, uh, writing at thefalcoholic.com. 
um, with all of our other talented writers. Um, also, maybe we'll do on a podcast or before a podcast, we'll do a mock draft and kind of give our results on uh, oh, yeah. what we ended up having. Um, but yeah, this was great. And I look forward to the next time. Yep, absolutely. Uh, as for me, guys, you can follow me on Twitter at FalcoholicDW. Updates for this podcast at FalcoholicPod. And of course, you can find our articles daily at thefalcoholic.com. So for Evan Birchfield, this is David Walker. Thank you guys for listening in. We'll talk with you next time.